What up? This your boy. This is song of the day. All them people out there showing fake love. They look up to me. Showing fake love to me. Straight up to my face. What up, people? That's your boy Drake. Fake love. Giving a shout out to my boy. That's that's one of my favorite artists these days. You know, amongst all his mumble rap out there. Did a little something a little different. Than the usual intro, you know. Feeling good today. Having a very wonderful day. Just uh, giving a shout out to all these people out here in the world showing fake love to, to your boy. You know, we all got them. We all got these haters out here. You know, they look up to you. They showing fake love to you straight up in your face. That's what, uh, that's what goes on out here. You know, I'm looking at the world... I look at your boy DJ, DJ showing fake love. His whole campaign was about fake love, showing fake love to everybody. You know, that's what he done. He came in, act like he he for the American people, and your boy DJ showed out. But we're not going to talk about DJ today. You know, we're going to hit some popular top, pop topics. You know, we're going to uh, catch you up on the Grammys. Um, for those that care, you know, I don't really watch the Grammys anymore. Um, we'll talk about a little bit in the sports, you know, things that's going on. Um, give you a little bit of idea again, you know, and the things that I'm watching on TV these, uh, this week. Um, still got that show coming for you. But uh, let's just jump right into it. Let's keep it raw. Um, first topic, since I missed it last week. Um Let's talk about the Super Bowl. And I don't want to talk about the Super Bowl in general. Let's just say I want to talk about the NFL. Now, I've had these conversations with a few of my homeboys, you know. Um, for y'all don't know, that's new to the show, you know, I'm a truck driver, you know. Um, and um, I have the opportunity to ride and drive and or drive and ride, I guess you could say, and talk on the telephone a lot. And, you know, I holler at a lot of my boys, you know, and, you know, they most of them are truck drivers. And I always ask this question. I ask this question after the Super Bowl, um, what the NFL rigged. And I've got mixed answers. Some think I'm crazy, just flat out, just insane. And others kind of, kind of see a little bit, or why I say the NFL is rigged. So, I'm going to give you my side. Why I say the NFL is rigged. Okay, now, I believe the NFL is rigged because this company, this country was founded on corruption. The stock market founded on corruption is built on corruption the government runs on corruption and the government is responsible for billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars billions of people's well-being well-being and you're gonna sit here and tell me that a little entity known as the nfl is gonna take a chance 
with their viewership, with their sponsorships, with all this stuff, by putting a bad product on the field? We're talking about the biggest game in the world. Because the Super Bowl is big. I don't think people realize how big the Super Bowl is. Do y'all know that most of the tickets, I forget what the percentage is. You can look it up. You know, y'all know the rules on this show. We're not fact-checking it. I'm giving y'all knowledge, but I'm not fact-checking it. I'm not going to give you exact numbers, but you can look it up. The majority of the tickets that are sold for the Super Bowl are sold to big corporations, not the fans. Okay? Not the fans. Majority of these tickets are sold to big corporations. And when they do sell them to the fans, they sell them at outrageous prices. You're talking about upwards of, I mean, I've seen them as low as $2,500 and as high as five grand or $7,500, $12,500 for a ticket to the Super Bowl. But you have these people who will believe that it's not fixed. There is millions and billions of dollars that's involved in this. And you're going to tell me that the powers that be is not going to stack the chips in their favor? Then y'all don't understand gambling. Y'all don't understand Vegas. You know that, 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 that saying, the house always wins. What you think people just said that? You think that was said by somebody who was angry because they lost all their money? No, that was said by somebody in the house. The house always wins. That's the whole idea. Gambling. You're taking a chance against the system. You're gambling. Somebody has to hold the cards. Somebody got to have the upper hand. Somebody's playing with 60% assurance, and you're gambling with the other 40%, or whatever the breakdown is. But you can best believe it's, it's in favor of the house. Because the house wins. In Vegas, they get you to come out there, spend your money. Once you get to a certain point in the hotel, they'll comp you a room. Because they want you to stay. They want you to get bit by that bug. You win 20 grand, they'll comp you a room. Some hotels less than that. You win it, they'll comp you a room. Okay? So, you get a room. They want you to keep that money in the hotel. They want you to spend it in the hotel on room service. They want you to do all this stuff because that's what they want. That's what they want. They want you to spend that money in there. So the house is winning because you're going to eat. You're not going to leave the, you're not going to leave the room. You're going to order room service. You're going to go back down there and try to gamble a little bit. The house always wins. So y'all crazy for those that do disagree with me. You the ones that I'm talking to. Y'all crazy if y'all believe that the NFL is not fixed in some way, shape, form, or fashion. It has to be. Now, the way I think it's fixed is I think that they they want they want two teams that's that kind of complement each other. So you might have a good defense against an explosive offense. That's what they want. Or you might have a, a quarterback that got hot right there at the end of the season against a, a, a legend. 
In this case, you had Tom Brady against the Atlanta Falcons, who one of the high-scoring, most high-prolific, fastest teams in the NFL this season. They had a great season, 11-5, and and they went to the Super Bowl. They blew out Green Bay, and they come to the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Now let's break down what happened. They were up 21-0 first half. At the end of the first half, the Patriots managed to kick a field goal, so I think it was like 21-3. Then they scored again, and it ended up being like 28-3. Now, the Patriots had probably, uh, let's just say a quarter, a quarter and one and three quarters, quarter, quarters to come back. So they had like eight minutes or something left in the in the third. It's nine minutes or something left in the third, and then a full um, twelve minutes, fifteen minutes, or rather, to come back. Thinking about basketball, had a full fifteen minutes to come back. So in twenty three, twenty four minutes, they had to score twenty five points. Now let's just now let's just pause right there and think about Vegas. Vegas deal with odds. So, based on the beginning of the game, they were only given, they were given the Patriots to win. They were giving them a three-point spread. Now, those that understand gambling understand three-point spread. Three-point advantage to the Patriots. That's what they were given. Plus three. So, they were winning by three or more. Now, you go in there, you bet the line, and, you know, you got a pretty substantial amount of money depending on how amount of people they bet. But let's look at the, the odds again. Okay, 24 minutes to score 25 points, somewhere around there. They get a touchdown, 10 points. Kick the field goal, miss it. So now it's 28-9. They missed the field goal, people. They missed the extra point. They miss it. So now they got it. They got two-point conversions they got to get. They got to score twice and get two two-point conversions. Now go back and look up how many two-point conversions were were done this season. Now, I'm gonna do a little fact checking because I'm because I was curious. So let's look at the teams now, and I'm gonna go and, I, and I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh, Atlanta Falcons first. Okay, in 2000. Um. 16 in 2016 the number of um the Atlanta Falcons they attempted six two point conversions and they only got two that's 33% okay the um 
New England Patriots. Let's find them right here. Let's find them. Let's find them. Stand by. Stand by. Uh, New England Patriots. They attempted two and only got it once the whole season. That's 50%. Now, I'm looking at the stats here. Now, these are stats. Now, I don't fact check, but I'm giving you the stats to prove a point. So, Atlanta was 33%. Six, only got two. New England was 50%. They tried two and only got one. Okay? Now, them the stats. Now, if a team, you go into the Super Bowl 50%, you only tried two. What's the odds? What's the odds of you converting two two-point conversions back-to-back to tie a game up? What's the odds? In order for that to happen, you had to have time. So everybody is talking about Dan Quinn. Oh, well, Dan Quinn should have, he should have ran the ball. He should have ran the ball. Don't y'all think this man know he need to run that ball? He didn't get there. He didn't become head coach by being stupid. He didn't have a lapse of thought that he should run the ball, considering he'd been running the ball the whole time. And I think he only ran it four times in the second half. The whole time they were trying to come back, he only ran it four times. You up 25 points. And your running game been thrashing them all game. You had two of the most prolific running backs in the NFL this season from yards of scrimmage. Coleman and Freeman was banging, balling all season. They come in first half balling. You mean to tell me that y'all don't think this man knew that he needed to run that ball? That man was told to give New England time. I don't know how how he was told. I mean, shoot, if I knew how he was told, I wouldn't be alive. Cause they ain't gonna. They, I know too much. Speculation is not proof, but speculation is awareness. Speculation is awareness, and I'm aware that something went on. For all you Atlanta fans, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, because it wasn't even, the past two Super Bowls hadn't even been trying to even cover it up. Because you don't think the Patriots, I mean, the um, the Patriots had some help. They needed time to come back. Y'all don't think they needed help. Y'all crazy. Now, they couldn't fix, they didn't fix the coin, flop, the coin toss. I don't believe that. But the, new, but, but the NFL needed the Patriots to win this Super Bowl. They needed this to be a good Super Bowl. Because if teams start getting in there that the Super Bowl is not, is not watchable, do y'all honestly think that the NFL wants to see the Cleveland Browns versus the Indianapolis Colts? Or let's just say the Cleveland Browns versus Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you think that... The NFL want to see that. Do y'all really think that the NFL would, would, would like to see a team of their uh, two teams of that caliber in the, in, 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 a, in a Super Bowl? And I'm trying to sit here and wonder 
I, I got to check and make sure that the Cleveland Browns ain't in the AFC. I mean, not in I mean, NFC. But either way, yeah, AFC. Yeah, AFC. Because Jacksonville is AFC. It goes show how much I, I, I really pay attention to the, the Cleveland Browns. I think they're NFC, though. But who would want to see them in the Super Bowl? Nobody wants to see the Cleveland Browns in the Super Bowl. Nobody wants to see that. No, I think they're AFC. But again, nobody wants to see a Super Bowl with two teams of that of that caliber. Nobody wants to see that. So the NFL has to control in some way, shape, form, or fashion. They have to make sure that the product they put in Super Bowl, Super Bowl is marketable. That the people that they put in the Super Bowl, they're able to sell ads and get people hyped about this Super Bowl. Because the last thing you want is your your biggest product, the product that you use to be an, uh, an ambassador of football to the world, you don't want that product to suck. You don't want that product to look like like you just threw something out there. You want that product to look like it was something professional that was done. That's what you want. So you have to try to control it some kind of way. Referees or whatever, they have to control the outcomes of these games. Maybe call it a little looser at the beginning of the game when the team that you want to win is, is, is going good. And when the team that you, when a defense is getting too much pressure, then you start calling defensive holding. You do anything you can to throw that defense off rhythm, to throw the play calling off, to get the offensive linemen some, some rest. You do anything you can. You, you wasn't calling hits on the quarterback in the first half. Now you're calling hits on the quarterback 15 yards. Y'all see it. Anything that's touched by human can be affected by human error. Y'all know that. So is the NFL rigged? Absolutely. Absolutely it's rigged. And ain't nobody on these sports TVs. I've heard the excuse uh, from one person I talked to that was like, oh, well, you think you think everybody in on it? Yes. I think everybody in on it. I think everybody knows it. But who's going to come out and say it? Do you honestly think anybody on ESPN is going to get up here and say, oh, the NFL is rigged. They done. Because ESPN not going to tolerate that. Because without football, there is no ESPN, people. There is no ESPN. No other sports get the coverage that NFL gets here in the States. No other sport. Not, especially not soccer. Not baseball. None of that gets the coverage that the NFL get. The ratings are down. Go look it up, people. Go look it up. The ratings are down. This year, the ratings were down for the NFL compared to previous seasons, but they still smashed every other sport. So I'm saying on my podcast that I believe the NFL is rigged. And that's where I'm at on it. That's what, that's what I believe. I believe that's rigged. I'm just, I'm just telling you. 
I'm just telling you. So, I believe that if you want to see honest sports, you have to let these guys play. You got to let them play. The, the fouls and all that stuff that you call, they got to be obvious. Flat out obvious. You call a holding foul, it's got to be obvious. It's gotta, it can't be him just touching the wide receiver going down the field. No, it's got to be obvious. It, it, it got to be that, that, that he held this receiver. I'm talking about held him, like literally slowed him down. Y'all can't keep believing that it's not touched. Because it's touched by it's touched by something. So I was reading this article. It said the undeniable truth as it relates to professional sports. Five reasons why they, why they, why they believe the NFL is um rigged. So they start off the first one, they talk about, you know, the revenue. They talk about how the revenue is split between the um the teams, you know, which is the owners. It's split between the teams and the um the um television contractors. I mean the television stations, and then they talk about, you know, number two. I like this one. It says, While we call these leagues sports, they are in fact businesses. Their business is entertainment. The NFL, for one, has actually argued this fact before the Supreme Court as recently as 2010. Being entertainment, the leagues are legally entitled to do what is needed to entertain their audience, such as the creation of promotion or certain storylines. Despite arguments to the contrary, this makes the NFL, MLB, NBA, and NHL on par with roller derby and professional wrestling. Think about that now. Number three. The tickets you purchase to a sporting event reflects this notion of sports being simply entertainment. The Spygate lawsuit proves this. In the lawsuit, a New York Jets fan sued the New England Patriots for illegally videotaping their opponent's coaching signals. The lawsuit asks for the Jets ticket holders money back in 10 years worth of games, the duration of the Patriots cheating via the videotaping. So, The senior judge in the uh, case came to this conclusion. You know, he said, at best, um, Carl Mayer, which is the guy, the plaintiff, possessed nothing more than a contractual right to a seat from which to watch an NFL game between the Jets and the Patriots, and the right was clearly honors, honored. And it said, basically, like, this ticket, the ticket that he purchased only granted him entry into the stadium as a spectator for the seat. That's all it did. So they should go show you this is entertainment. It's not a sport. Entertainment. No, no different than the WWE or anything else. So they have the right to manipulate anything that they want to manipulate. See, I think a lot of y'all are thinking that, 
Oh, well, and the other ones, you can look them up. But the other, the other two reasons. But they say, but I, I think a lot of y'all think that the reason, um, that, um, they wouldn't fix stuff is because it's illegal. I just read it to you right there. It's not illegal. They don't classify themselves as a sport. This is entertainment. So by the laws, they're only contractual to put on a show for you. They covered themselves with the law. Now, now, now I'm looking at this. So you know, number four, I, I will read this one. It's it's the quiz show law, which was passed after it was revealed that Television Network has been fixing the outcome of nationally televised game shows. The law reads: influencing, prearranging, or predetermining outcome, it shall be unlawful for any person with intent to deceive the listening or viewing public to supply. To any kind of contestant in a purportedly, yeah, purportedly bona fide contest of intellectual knowledge or intellectual skill, any special and secret assistant whereby the outcome of such contest will be in whole or in part prearranged or predetermined. Note the the word of intellectual, not physical. Therefore, this law does not apply to sports. Okay. They say intellectual. Intellectual. Then you got these other um, laws that's on the book that people throw up at you, like the Sports Bribery Act of 1964, which was passed to protect the integrity of sports from mafia and gambling interests. It reads... Whoever carries into effect, attempts to carry into effect, or conspires with any other person to carry into effect any scheme in commerce to influence in any way by bribery any sporting contest with knowledge that the purpose of such scheme is to influence by bribery that contest shall be fined under this title or imprisoned for not more than five years or both. Now, any contractual lawyer would tell you the details are in the wording. That's how great lawyers are able to win cases. It's in the wording. The key word in this law being bribery. If a league instructs one of its employees, be it an official, coach, or athlete, to influence and or manipulate an outcome in a certain manner, such action does not break this law. I repeat. The key word is bribery. If a league instructs one of its employees, referees, coaches, players, be it an official, coach, or athlete, to influence and or manipulate an outcome in a certain manner, such action does not break this law. And ironically, no one has ever being arrested for breaking this law. Because the key word is bribery. Again, written corruption. Right there, key word is bribery. 
So, there you have it. I mean, you got all these major networks, ESPN, excuse me, CBS, Fox, and you got these studios, Universal and Time Warner. TBS, well, Time Warner owns TBS and TNT and Sports Illustrated. Now, they own TBS, TNT, and Sports Illustrated. So, all your news outlet is owned. Your sporting news outlet is owned by one one entity. NBA comes on TNT. And TBS. It says, four of these five mass media conglomerates give the NFL a loan $6 billion a season. And it asks you the question, are they then going to turn around and investigate any, impro- imp- any improprieties within the league that threatens those investments? Especially when they are able to legally lie to their consumers while censoring the work of individ- individuals who may be committing to reporting the truth. So, I ask you this question in the end of proving my point. If all this is true, what's preventing the league from fixing the outcome of their own games? If it's going to maximize profit and revenue. Because that's the only reason why they do it. It's to maximize profit and revenue. What's going to stop them? People. I'm telling you, anything that is involving money, the fix is on. The house always wins. The house always wins. And I think I proved my case. Anybody who wonder, you 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 let them listen to this podcast. You you let them get some of them them facts. Because that's truth right there. That's truth. That's what I'm here for. I be thinking about these things. Speculation is awareness, people. Don't mean it's true. But in this case, if it walk like a duck, talk like a duck, then it got to be a duck. We all say it all the time. Oh, if it's good, too good to be true, then it's then it, then it's got to be true. Hey, got to be fake. Yeah, if it's too good to be true, it got to be fake. And what you saw happen in that Super Bowl was too good to be true. I don't believe them them boys fell off like that. I just don't believe it. On the 25-yard line, all you got to do is, is just go down. He didn't have to take that sack. Matt Ryan didn't have to take that sack. He could have went down. Matt Ryan a smart quarterback. He a smart quarterback. Y'all know it, I know it. 
Y'all know it and I know it. He's a smart quarterback. He didn't get to where he was going by being stupid. Y'all got to quit thinking that everybody folds under pressure. What he folded for? This man ain't dropped the ball like that. I'm sorry I rambled on on this subject. You know, I wasn't going to spend that much on much time on the subject because I was just going to, you know, dabble in it and move on. But, hey, I, I didn't have no choice, you know. Didn't have no choice. Yay, yay. So, after this, y'all should know exactly what the fixing is. I shouldn't have to talk about this anymore, but I will. Because I enjoy proving my point. But y'all should know. But, on for the next segment. Um... The saving money segment. This segment is brought to you by Boss Lady Couponing. Um, if you don't know about Boss Lady Couponing, you definitely need to check her out. You know, it's um, it's important for us to save money any way we can. You know, if 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 um. If it's couponing, if it's, you know, searching for the cheapest gas, whatever you whatever you got to do to save money, it's important. And I tell y'all every week, I'm going to give y'all a tip on saving money. So this tip this week, you know, and I, and I, and I need to do a, uh, I mean, I could do a whole podcast on this one, is uh, give you a little knowledge on cell phone companies and, you know, the gimmicks and tricks and all this stuff that they've done. Because I've been with every major carrier. And... I searched around, you know, trying to find the best deal for me and my family, and I realized that they're all about the same price. But what you get is the fees. That's that's where they get you at. So I urge everybody to go take a look at your bill and look and see what kind of miscellaneous bullcrap fees that you're paying that you shouldn't have to pay. And you make the decision based on you. But... I know from being a truck driver that I've been with Sprint, T-Mobile, Verizon, and AT&T. And I can tell you that Verizon has a stronger signal. You know, they drop the least calls. Um, T-Mobile roams off AT&T towers. So if you're just talking, then you're good. Now, if it comes to data, that's a different story. You know, they only allow you to use so much data roaming, but they let you talk all day. So, you know, it's, it's totally up to you. But if T-Mobile is sharing the towers with another major company, such as AT&T, I mean, there you go. I'm saving money. I switched from Verizon to AT&T. I was paying $362, 382, $382 a month, I think. And my bill is down less than 150 so, and I got seven lines. So you do the math. 
and it's going to be even cheaper than that because I got two phones that I'm doing a little device payment or whatever for. And that's neither here nor there because I couldn't switch over my other kid's phone. But I just brought my phones with me. And all y'all to go out and buy these phones with these carriers, you're doing it the wrong way. Buy your phone. Buy an unlocked version of the phone. Don't go get a phone just because we we with Verizon. Don't go buy a phone from Verizon. iPhones you don't have to worry about because any iPhone from iPhone 5 up is already unlocked. There's no such thing as an iPhone that's locked to a carrier from iPhone 5S up. It might even be the 5. I think it is from the 5. iPhone 5 up. There's no none of that. So if you know anything about Apple, that's what I'm telling you. When it comes to Android, you might have to actually look for an unlocked version of the phone. It's not going to work any different or nothing like that. It's just you're not tethered to a carrier. So you're saving money. So the tip of the day is go look at your bill. And if you can switch to somebody and save some money, you switch and save money. Don't be scared. But more about Boss Lady Couponing. Um, Boss Lady Couponing was started by my um my wife and it's uh it's something that she does to help people. You know, you check out her website, it's extreme couponing bossladystyle.com or check her YouTube channel out, Boss Lady Couponing. On Facebook it's Boss Lady Style Couponing and email bossladycouponing32 at gmail.com. So you got all these different ways to get in touch with her, to check out the website. I urge you to check the website out. If you're interested in getting into couponing, check it out. Got everything you need on there. We, you know, she's got the binders. She's got, you know, videos, instruction. Uh, you can email her to get any kind of tips that you may need. Um, you know, she'll do whatever she got to do to help you get started. And be there to support you because you know i i know from watching her do it this couponing thing is like it's just like a big family big old support group so definitely check it out it's worth checking out it don't cost you nothing to get on there and check it out hey we'll get on the internet and go look at some bull crap about um an actress or something who's getting a divorce but you won't get on there and check it out to look and save money you know and that's where I'm at. I'm all about saving some money. My attitude toward a lot of things changed when you realize that, hey, you're getting closer to 50. Every day that you're alive, you know, 50 is my mark. Because by the time I'm 50, I want to travel. I want to go see some, see, see more things. I mean, I travel now, but I want to go see more things. And in order to do that, you got to have some things paid off. And the more money you save, the more the more money you can put toward whatever it is you got to do. But if you don't like saving money, then, hey, you don't really have to. Kind of a mute point. But, you know, it is what it is. But that's all I have for you today. I want to give a shout out. Let everybody know, hey, I appreciate the support for those that um that are um you know supporting me. 
I appreciate it. And this your boy. I'm out.